God has the responsibility for doing it. We put ourselves in the position where we're available. Um, but God's responsibility. The great thing about that, though, it's God's responsibility to fulfill his word. But it also means all the glory is his as well. So he takes all the responsibility, but he takes all the glory, and it just is absolutely wonderful. Um, Adam was right. We've been talking about honor and, and speaking about that. I just want to talk briefly because uh, one of the things I've, I've noticed, um, and I definitely notice like, in, in times in India and in times when I haven't been in, in this place, um, Sometimes amazing things happen. We spoke a few weeks ago about how Jesus, we started back when, when Jesus rocked up to his hometown and began to preach and preached in his home church and everyone got excited because, wow, the stories come back of he raised this girl to life yesterday and she came back to life and that, that is fantastic. And they're like, this is wisdom, this is wonderful. And then they recognized him. I went, oh, dearie me. Hang on, that's Jesus. That's that carpenter's son. We, we know his brothers, his sisters are here with us. How dare he be coming and doing this? And the Bible says he couldn't do any miracles in that place because they didn't honor him, oh, other than the fact that he healed a few snotty noses in that place. I, I um, deeply love the work we do in, in places, but I, I get absolutely amazed sometimes when you go to different spots. So I was... Um, When I, a number of years back, I went down to do a camp down in Adelaide. And we were camping inside this hall, this YMCA hall. And it was Tent City within a YMCA hall. It was absolutely wonderful. It was really great. And then they showed me my tent. And I went in and there was this air mattress that sort of stood about a meter and a half off the ground. And on top of it, there was like four bags of chips and all this chocolate and, and drinks. And I'm like, ah! I'm just spending all my time in this thing. This is absolutely wonderful. I, I felt loved and I felt cared for. And then I was, one of the things, we, we did the first meeting there and we, we did the first message. And I was absolutely amazed at there was no, no resistance. Sometimes when you're, when you're preaching, sometimes when you're ministering or doing different things, sometimes it feels like, the Bible talks about, about hitting a brass ceiling at times. Or, or in our Aussie anachronism, it feels like pulling teeth. Um, it, it just sometimes it's just like, what's going on here? There is something of the kingdom of God to get out, and it just feels like it's not happening. That day was not like that. It just instantly happened. We had a room of people that just instantly got healed um, of their backs and all sorts of issues. And I, I sit there amazing. Like, wow, the faith in this place is absolutely wonderful. And, and it's one of those things that you begin to recognize and see sometimes. You go, wow. Jesus mentioned that a prophet is without honor in his hometown. The problem is, is you guys know me. You guys know all the good about me. And you also know all the bits of rubbish that are in my life as well. You remember the, the stupid words I may have said to you at some point or, or, or something that I've done that hurt you or upset you or someone around you. You, you, you remember uh, the flippant comments that I make or the, the unholy things that I speak about football or, or other things or the fact that I don't like your team. Sorry, Adam. And <laughs> Keith. Uh, <laughs> and, and so within that, there's this natural resistance that comes up inside. But the fact is, we're in this place together. Um, can you just put up 
verse. Let's do a verse. Luke 13. We got that one there, Caleb. Luke 13, 35. I tell you, this is Jesus saying, you will not see me again until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. You will not see me again until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We had Pastor Tosh with us a couple of weeks ago, and I saw this verse in motion. Uh, while I was on holidays, I, I heard uh, Pastor, Pastor Mick was here, and I, and I heard this verse was in motion, where people have come with an expectation of honor towards the person and knowing that there's something of heaven going to be spoken today and something of heaven going to be released and responded to those words and what's been said. And you know what? It hasn't been the person preaching. It hasn't been the person standing up here. It hasn't even been what they've said. But because of your honor for that, you've spoken into it. You've stepped out in faith and honor towards that. And you saw Jesus. I tell you again, you will not see me again until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. I tell you again, you will not perceive me. You will not receive me. You will not receive me, Jesus, until you bless the man or the woman who is the man of God or the woman of God who is coming and bringing and representing me to you. You might say, I just want to receive from him. I just need God to do something. But that preaching, would you just shut up and and sit down? Would you just stop that? I don't really get, I haven't got much out of the the message. I haven't got much out of what's been going on. I I don't really like that preacher today. So I'm I'm going to sleep in this morning and, and not go to church within that. What does your heartbeat look like towards the man or the woman of God? You know, this is the, one of the hardest things to teach in your own church. You, you know, I, I don't want to be saying this. Because the natural thing in our own, especially Aussie hearts, goes, he's just up himself. He just wants me to like him. He wants me to pay attention to him and, and, and put him up there and, and exalt, not stuff him. I'm not going to. Our natural Aussiness gets in the way sometimes of this, and it's a difficult thing. And yet, it's something that I just desperately want for you to be able to receive everything from heaven that he has for you and that he's got for you. You know, um, on that camp that I was on, I just mentioned, I was down at Pastor, Pastor Graham Hawes Church down in Adelaide, who's a wonderful friend and, and a dear friend of, of Bruce and Joan, and they journeyed with us from the beginning of Crosslink and, and have done. And um, Absolutely amazing man of God who, who carries something deep inside him, who I resonate with because he loves young people and, and has done that all, all his ministry. And I, I remember sitting there... Um, on that camp and going, one of the sessions, going, mate, I need you to pray for me. I want something that's on your life to come deeper into my life. And being the amazing, humble man of God and Aussie that he is, he's like, you don't need that. I don't really have anything to give you. I don't have anything with that. And, and so after some begging and conjoling and essentially having to grab him and, and, and do this, he, he began to pray for me. And, and we, we, we did this thing in the presence of everyone. And the presence of God just went smack. 
And I think it went smack on him more than it did me um, within that. He had to get some people holding him up and a, and a chair around him, but it was one of these deep, intimate times of the physical manifestation of the Shekinah glory of God that was there in that real presence that came out of a heart of honor to recognize what had to happen in a transaction of, of someone, of the man of God that was there. But I tell you what, it wasn't anything because of him. Because this doesn't matter. It's irrelevant of who the person is. It's recognizing the position and recognizing the authority and recognizing the place. You know, I have been with some absolutely amazing men and women of God and some absolutely amazing leaders. Um, I've served with them and served under them for a long time. And it has just been wonderful to serve beside them and now swap seats. And continue to do the same thing. I've had amazing leaders. I've also served with and served under and been ministered by some absolute amazing men and women of God who don't treat or others very well. But how do we respond to that? And how do we act with that? And how do you behave if I say something? Because sometimes my words are foolish. Sometimes my words... And my actions aren't, res- aren't respective of my heart. And they may have insult or offend or upset you. I'm sorry for that if that is the case. I deeply am because that's not my heart or my, my intention at any time ever. Um, and sometimes, well, the Bible says that one of my roles is, is correction, which I really don't like that one. Um, but sometimes that needs to happen as well. And that might upset or offend or anything. So please give grace in that. But... How do we respond to, to leaders that are like this? You know, um, I wonder how as Aussies we would go if we were Hannah. Hannah was one of two wives to... Oh, yeah, that one. And um, <laughs> in, in Samuel, the book of Samuel begins. So she's there and she's having no kids. The other wife... She's having these children, and they're going up to worship each year. They're going to conference each year, church conference, and she's just looking at her going, where's your blessing? Where's your favor? Where's your children? I'm the, I'm the best wife. I'm the favored wife. I'm the, I'm the one that God loves more. You, you, you can't even supply our husband any children. How useless are you? And her heart just melts and breaks and absolutely broken. And the Bible says that she went down to church one day, and she began to pray. And she began to cry out to God and, and, and pleading and, and so broken in her heart that she just got down and started praying. And so the pastor, Eli, comes out, or the priest at the time, and he looks at her and he looks at this lady that's down there praying and moving her mouth. And he looks at her and goes, woman, get up. Why are you drunk? Stop being drunk in this place and would you just get out of here? Now, if you came to church... You're here early on Sunday morning. You're, you're in here at 7 o'clock and you're kneeling down here praying and seeking God. I come up to you and say, would you get off the tonk this morning? You've had a, little, a few too many. Um, would you just go out and sober up and get yourself sorted, please? I wonder how you'd respond. I wonder how we'd go with, within that. Now, one of the things is Eli found it weird that she was praying. Her mouth was moving, but no sound was coming out. So when we pray, we... We have this thing where we pray in our heads. I, I don't see that in the Bible. God knows our heart and understands our heart, but the Hebrew way of praying, we, we speak loud so that we declare it to our own spirit, we declare it to the, the spirit realm, we declare it to heaven, we declare it around. And so I encourage you, 
be bold and speak um, when you're talking to God. But I, I love Hannah's response there within that. And if you've got 1 Samuel 1 there, Caleb. Not loading? 1 Samuel 1 verse 12. Here we go. As she kept on praying to the Lord, Eli observed her mouth. Hannah was praying in her heart and her lips weren't moving, but her voice, her lips were moving, but her voice was not heard. And Eli thought she was drunk and said to her, how long are you going to stay drunk? Put away your wine. Most of us would go, I'm out of here and never coming back. Not so, my Lord. The church pastor has just called you a drunkard in the morning when you're seeking and praying to God about your deepest issue. Not so, my Lord. I'm a woman who is deeply troubled. I've not been drinking wine or beer. I was pouring out my soul to the Lord. Don't take your servant for a wicked woman. I've been praying here out of my anguish and grief. Eli answered, go in peace and may the Lord of God of Israel grant you what you have asked of him. Would she have got that response? Would she have birthed Samuel, who was the prophet who anointed David king, had she not honored the man of God, even in his wickedness? Even in his wickedness. You know, we're to honor the men and the women of God that God places in front of us and over us. We're even if they're doing silly things, and then we're placing in God's hand, and if God removes them because they're doing silly things, well, that's, that's in God's hand. He is our vindicator. There is one exception. There is one exception where, that, where you need to remove yourself, and that's if the two things. You don't, you don't honor or obey if you're being asked to sin. Don't honor or obey if you're being asked to sin. The second thing, in 1 Corinthians 5, it talks about do not join. Do not join with those that are operating in deep sin. 1 Corinthians 5.11 says, I'm writing to you that you don't associate with anyone who claims to be a brother or a sister, but is sexually immoral or greedy, an adulterer or a slanderer, a drunkard or a swindler. Don't even eat with such people. So all of a sudden, now if one person comes to you, oh, I heard this story about Scott. Well, the Bible says two or three witnesses. You get two or three witnesses that come to you and, and that list comes up. Please do not associate with me and please leave. I'm, I'm, I'm in all seriousness here because this is what the Bible says. If that is what's happening in leadership, it says not to relate, not to connect with that. Do not place yourself with that. But it doesn't say to dishonor. You can still speak well of and you can still honor in your heart the position without joining. And allowing then restoration to come. And I love when people have operated within that and, and moved in that and restoration has come through honor and been restored to great powerful ministries again. So that, that's the thing. I have to say that last bit. I, I know I've just glossed over it quickly. Um, to represent the truth within that. If there is deep sin within a leader, you do not join with that. You cannot join with that. I was very clear on that. But it's also very clear on how we honor the men and women of God in our lives and the blessing and the answers that come on us within that. You know, this morning, there's a few things I want to pray with. I mentioned before, I really feel the, 
the need to pray with those that have um, significant things going on in their bodies. Um, there's a few that I know even aren't here this morning. But just to release God, I know a couple of people that we need to do that within. But even as we worship, and as we come to a time of worship now, and worship team, please come. And, um, as we do that, I invite you just to honor God. If you've been in a place where you're like, you know, I just haven't been growing. I haven't heard from heaven. I feel dry. Spend some time now honoring God. Spend some time now honoring, allowing someone to pray with you and release with you and responding to heaven. It's cool on your life within that. And um, before we do those things, there's Ken, Crystal, and Eddie. Would you come? Let's, let's, um, we've just heard some words of people that have gone on, gone out to, Mary Ann? She's not going. Anyone else going with you that I've missed? No, okay, not here. That's all right. That's all right. Um, you're off on Friday, isn't it? That's right. Awesome. On Mercy Ships, through, no, no, YWAM, YWAM medical, medical ship through Papua New Guinea. Yes, good. Awesome. That's all right. Come on, let's um, reach out, gather around, pastors, elders, people that have something of heaven to release into this and, and to sow and, and send off into this. Lord Jesus, we just want to lift up Ken and Crystal and Eddie and all the team that are going, Father. To, to New Guinea on Moam Mercy Ships. And we know you've gone before them, Lord. We know that you have things in store for them where they're going to be the hands and the feet of, of the kingdom. And, and Father, may the, the kingdom that lives inside of them be released into inside of, of those that they're going to minister to, Father God. We, we, we pray for your travelling mercies, for provision, for protection, for resources, Father God, and, and for uh, just your Holy Spirit to reign supreme on the whole trip in Jesus' name. Father, we just want to thank you that you have called these ones as disciples. Disciples to serve you, to serve your people, to, to, to outlay themselves, Father, in whatever facility or capacity that they have. And Father, that you see each and you see the, the heart to be a disciple, to, to honour you in, in what you've called them to do. And Father, we thank you for their response to you to want to to be obedient to your call and father we commit them to you as as uh, adam has indicated and and lord we just praise you for what you're going to do in them and through them and lord how it will expand your kingdom we have no idea but you do and so father we put our faith and trust in the fact that as they go your kingdom will be extended in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yes, Lord, we just release and, Lord, we commission them and send them off for the task that you have appointed and got for them. Father, Lord, may they see just souls redeemed. 
Father, we ask for bodies healed and restored, Lord, through medicine, but also through heaven. And even in the combination of those things, Lord, that that would just be you. We know that medicine is your gift, and we also ask for the supernatural to flow. Father, we ask for discernment and wisdom. Holy Spirit, be their lead. Let them walk with you, Father. We just thank you. And may they do the things that they see the Father doing. Open their eyes to see what you're up to, Dad. And Father, as they go, we just ask your protection. We ask your blessing and your favor with them. And Lord, we just send our hearts with them as well. And I ask, church, would you, would you pray over the coming weeks for them as they go? Would you commit and join together in this task as we... As they go as the hands and feet, and, and we go together within this. Amen. Amen. If anyone's got words for, words for them, please make sure you share that as well. But come on, let's just stand and worship. And as we do this morning, if you've got something on your body that's, that's been going on, um, that's significant. We just want to pray with you and gather around and, and get some people really gathering around praying into that. If there is something that you just... I've been going through a dryness or an emptiness and you just need heaven to come into your life and just spend a moment honouring God. I invite you just to make your way to the front that we can join with you and pray with you and and believe in faith with you for that. But let's just spend a moment just honouring and worshipping the Father.